The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. Belly on up to the nine foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. This is the EP podcast. 30 minutes of good for Evergreen Park and the surrounding area. And it is all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. They are dedicated to supporting this area with great banking tools and friendly service. They are a true community bank that provides this neighborhood with customized financial solutions like total access checking. That's an account with free ATMs nationwide. Wherever you're at, whatever fee they're charging you, they pay that fee back. It's free. Plus, when you open up a total access checking account today, you get a $300 bonus. Money in the bank. You can use that for the high gas prices. Open online at bankevergreenpark.com slash total access slash EP. $100 required open requirements to qualify. Must use link to apply. Member FDIC. Joining us back down here at the 9-Foot Homemade Oak Bar. I love it whenever she stops by because she's open. She answers my questions. And uh, I have questions today for Mayor Kelly Burke. How are you, Mayor? I'm great, Chris. Thanks for having me back. I I appreciate you coming on the show. So I'm going to jump into one thing, which is the main reason why I reached out to you. And then I know that the village has all kinds of things coming up and I'm getting ready for the 4th of July parade and very excited to be sitting there with the the reviewing stand and doing the broadcast and watching the floats go by. And I'm, I'm pumped up about it. But before we get into any of that, I got a flyer in my mailbox. And, you know, this happens from time to time. You'll get something that gets dropped off in your house and you read what it says and you go, what the heck is going on? And I figured rather than do that, I'd rather have you in to kind of explain it. So what it looks like is happening is the activity center at 98th, and that's that technically that address 98th and Kedzie there, right? Or what do they call that that address? 3220 to 3240. So it's the former church, um, United by Faith Church, and then that whole property, which is bounded by the activity center, and then that big parking lot in the middle. Okay. So that area there, and I vote there. That's what's funny about okay. it. I've been, I've been voting there. I don't know where I'm voting after this happens. Okay. I'm going to need a new polling place. We're going to okay? find you one. All right, good. The village on the 2nd of May, before a regular board of trustee meeting called a zoning board meeting, which is not a thing that normally happens, but you call this meeting and you look to rezone it. For the purpose of selling it to a developer to put in a development there that would be basically townhouses. Take me through Correct. what the plan is right now. What was that meeting about? Sure. So that meeting, there was a, a the area is zoned A residential right now, which only allows for single family homes. And um, under this proposal, which was an application by the developer to have it rezoned to B, which would allow what are called single family attached homes also known as townhomes. And so it's, uh, you know, if you've ever gotten out of your car and walked through there, it's a pretty expansive piece of property. Um, The developer, uh, which is Flaherty Builders from Mokina, would purchase the whole property and then they would, from the village, and then they would um, knock down all the buildings on there and then develop it into 16 townhomes um, that are ranch style. This is intended for the empty nester audience. And they would be, um, you know, bedroom, master bedroom and uh, 
uh, laundry, everything on one level. Some of them, uh, there are two level floor plans as well, which would include an extra bedroom up top, um, basements and uh, screen porches. And because it's an interesting uh, layout on the lot, it's not you know uh, perfectly rectangular or perfectly square. Um, there's some pretty generous backyard spaces some of them have uh, different sizes, but it's just a pretty big piece of property that you'll be able to nestle these townhouses in there. A lot of planting, a lot of landscaping, a lot of green space. Um, and the developer uh, has indicated that he thinks a price point of about $415,000 for townhouses that are, depending on your model, between 1700 and 21 hundred square feet. So real nice homes for people. So these are higher end homes. Because the yes. first thing that I always think of when I see a development like this, whenever you see attached homes, I, I've lived on the West Coast. I've lived East. I've lived here in, in Chicago. I grew up on the South Side. I've lived in several different areas with a lot of different demographics around the country. And I was a 911 dispatcher. There are developments with attached homes that are beautiful, that you know people move in there, retirees, and then there are developments with attached homes that the police are there three times a day. So I think that's probably the first thing that maybe somebody would say, what kind of development is it? You're telling me over $400,000 per home we're that's going to be moving we're in, the, in there. This would be the be beautiful development These category. The, this is yeah. the fancy ones. Yeah. And, you know, there's similar. Um, I mean, obviously, townhomes are very popular. You hear local, you know, my friends with their parents or local residents saying, oh, you know, they they didn't want their house anymore. Um, sick of taking care of it. Um, so they sold it and they moved to a townhome development in Orland, a townhome development in Tinley, a townhome development in Palos Park. So we believe there is a big demand for this. And there are, are people who don't want their big home and all the cares and worries that go with that. But they don't want to move as far as Orland or Tinley or Palos because their families are here, their kids are here, their grandkids are here, and they'd rather be closer. So it's 16. So we do believe there is a market for, um, you know, it's a fairly small percentage of residential real estate that transfers there's every not year. A lot, there's not a lot of real estate. We had Laura Kelly no. on here, I want to say a little over a month ago. You can go back and listen to that show on demand. And she was the highest by volume uh, real estate dealer of the last year. And she came on and talked about Evergreen Park real estate for a half hour on this show. You can listen to it anytime you want to. Like I said, she talked about how right now there's so much demand to get into this area that you almost don't even need to fix up your house as much as you used to. Like you could basically right. sell it as is and get a high end price because people want to get into Evergreen Park. And Flaherty Builders did um, quite a bit of market research and analysis when they were coming up with, you know, whether this was a feasible project at that at that uh, price point. And um, we've had anecdotal feedback from local realtors that that they believe that there's a um, that there's a, a need for it and a market for it. And, you know, specifically that they have clients who kind of want to get rid of the big house, but they don't feel like there's anywhere close enough for them to move. And that uh, those types of folks would be, you know, really interested in this type of development. And um, fairly close by, there's a, a, a nice development. It, it's a little smaller than um, what this would be. Land-wise, it's a lot smaller, and unit-wise, it's a little smaller. But at 111th in California, it backs up to the cemetery. And so the layout there in terms of how the buildings are kind of staggered and set back and it looks similar some, yeah you have that set up over there it sounds like they've got a high price point as to what they want to sell it for the 
complaint that I got dropped off at my house. One seemed to be that they thought it was being rushed through. Explain to people how you notify those in the area about a meeting to rezone right. and do this project. And, and, and where did they, where did the idea possibly come from that they didn't think that they had notification for it? Um, so when there's a, when there's an application for a zoning change, so the application is initiated by the person seeking or the company or the enterprise seeking the zoning change. So that would have been Flaherty builders applied for the zoning change. The requirement is that uh, notice goes out to property owners within 250 feet. That's the legal requirement. Um, Evergreen Park always goes further than that. Letters were sent out. And obviously people knew about it because you had you had 60 or so people that were yeah. in the meeting that you were at. And people told their neighbors, right. and, you know, kind of how it goes. So that was so that's the first step. So we had the meeting on May 2nd. It went on I maybe for about an hour and a half. That's a solid meeting time right there as we sit here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar and talk with Mayor Kelly Burke. After a meeting like that, you may want to go get some food. The absolute best and authentic Mexican-American food you can find is just outside of Evergreen Park at Americano's Restaurant. It is just north of 111th and Western. Incredible ceviche, tasty empanadas, revolutionary tortas, and the best selection of gourmet tacos that you can mix and match from steak to brisket. Their pork belly taco maybe the best taco you can get in the entirety of the South Side. Big, beautiful bar, extensive selection of tequilas, whiskeys, beers, and wines, and their Cadillac Margarita has all premium and fresh squeezed ingredients. Get in there for lunch, date night, Bring the whole family anytime. Check it all out at AmericanosRestaurant.com and visit them today. 11060 Southwestern Avenue. What was the main concern? Like, what was the biggest worry that you heard at the meeting? Because you guys tabled it, and you, I know that you wanted to make sure that everybody who was had a concern about this right. project, uh, that you were able to address those concerns, which I... I, I I, I was impressed by I when I called up and said I would love to talk to the mayor about this. I was told she will talk to you as soon as she is done talking to yeah, each yeah, one of those people, people individually. Like like I don't know if any other mayor would have reached out to everybody that had a problem individually and said, "Let's talk about your problem." So so the 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 audio from the meeting itself, just like all the audio, the audio for all our village board meetings, is on our website. So if anybody wants to um, listen in verbatim for you know what was said. Um, you know, feel free. It was new to people. So trying to wrap their head around, you know, what exactly was going in there. So the builder gave a presentation and then people had questions about the price point, who, you know, would be coming in there, traffic, construction traffic, all sorts of things that are very, very understandable and very um, normal. There were people who live directly, you know, adjacent to where the development would we'll be. We'll probably hear noise now for the next right. couple of years. And exactly. that's a concern, yes. And, and, that's, and that's difficult. But, you know, we have construction in a lot of places, you know, and, and, and sometimes, you know, sometimes the person next to you sells their house and somebody knocks it down and, and somebody comes in and builds another big house and you have to live with that. So it, it, it is, I get it. It's not pleasant, but um, it's also temporary. Um, so some of the folks who were immediately adjacent to the property had some specific issues, and that's a lot of who I reached out to. And um, we think we've worked through a lot of 
those specific issues. I'm still talking with people. But as you said, I have reached out not only to people who spoke at the meeting, but also people who were there but didn't speak at the meeting. I've called other folks who, you know, have found out about it subsequently and have called to inquire. So we've been doing a lot of due diligence and making sure we're hearing, you know, what people's concerns are. We will have another public meeting on this topic, reconvening the zoning board on June 6th. And this time we'll have it at uh, the high school to provide a little, you know, more room if needed. And um, there'll be some capacity the applicant, uh, Flaherty Builders, Mike Flaherty from Flaherty Builders, will be there again. He's gone back and, and you know, taken people's comments very seriously and done a lot of his due diligence to see where things can be adjusted. But um, I know he is confident in that price point. Um, he did some follow-up. He did a lot of, the firm did a lot of research to see whether that price point, and, you know, we were very much pushing for a high quality development, something we don't have in the village, this kind of, you know, it's a niche, right? It's only 16 homes. And um, he was confident before the meeting that that price point can be met. And with his follow-up um, research that he's done, he continues to be confident. So it's 530, if I didn't say that, at the high school. The meeting in, is in at the, 530. In the auditorium. So all this was owned by the, the village. The village is going to sell it. He obviously needs to make a profit off it. This also must have some financial benefit to the village. Plus, I've noticed this when I talk to you, when I talk to the, the uh, any board of trustee members that come in here, Mark Marzullo, Norm Anderson, the village seems to, from time to time, look at maybe an abandoned property like a business or look at things that are going on in the village along 95th Street. And if it's not selling or they they don't know exactly how it's going to work out, they, they get a little bit more control when they purchase it and then later find somebody to move in there. And that's something that the village right. has done before. There's a benefit to doing that. Then the village sees that benefit. Historically, they've done that. So what is the benefit to the village? How, how do you pitch this to people as this is a benefit to the village of Evergreen Park as a whole? Why? Because we're planning for the future. And um, this is not a housing type that we currently have. People are aging. You know, the baby boomers are obviously the, the biggest cohort. But in our village, we've got a lot of people who are on that 55 and older range. And that's really historically the group that finds townhomes, especially in suburban areas, attractive. You know, we have plenty of people who have kids coming back and raising their kids there. And there are people who want to stay close um, and uh, be part of this. All right, Mayor Kelly Burke with that info there. It's very interesting. That project's right around the corner from my house. So I, that's one of the reasons why I was very curious sure. as to what was going on. And I appreciate you sitting down and talking with me about yeah. it. If anybody has any questions, it's the meeting that's coming up in June again? June 6th at okay. 530 at the high school. But if you have questions before then, or you can't make the meeting, you can give me a call at Village Hall 708-422-1551. And I will gladly discuss it with you. I will meet you out at the property and walk you through it so you can kind of get an idea of, uh, you know, what the, the project would look like if it is approved. Um, or email me at kburke at evpkadm.org. That's awesome. You, you realize that you set this meeting for D-Day, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many people will land at your meeting coming up on June the 6th. I, I don't know. That was not the first thing I thought of, Chris. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand 
and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial Representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708-425-1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. More with the mayor in just a little bit. Sitting down here with me right now, John and Rachel Sidlow from Evergreen Park. John actually goes by the name of Sid, hence the name of his new business right here in Evergreen Park, Sid Sauce. We met you at Mayfest. Yes, correct. Right? We met you at Mayfest over at Blue Island Beer Company in Blue Island. And there's a little segment that's on a couple episodes ago on Southside Pod. But we're sitting down now. We're talking here on the EP podcast because you're from Evergreen Park. Yes. So tell Can't me. get out of the town. Well, here's the thing that I find amazing. What I learned about it, Rachel, maybe you tell me a little bit about this. You guys are growing peppers in your backyard here in Evergreen Park and making hot sauces. Yes. That, that, now, how does that go about? And and how, what does your backyard look like? Is it just pepper fields? Like, I, I'm imagining, like, just a normal backyard in Evergreen Park, but there's fields of peppers. It's a normal small backyard in Evergreen Park, and we just found parts of the backyard where the peppers seemed to thrive. We figured out which peppers we used the most. So it's not the, it's not the entire backyard. No, you're yeah, not, like you're not walking. You don't get up in the morning, walk out the back door, <laughs> and walk through your field of peppers like you're Kevin Costner. No, no but that, that would movie. be the dream. <laughs> like I imagine, very tall pepper. Pl- how, how tall do pepper plants go? Well, they could get like. Uh, We'll have five, five feet. Five feet? Say, yeah. All right, yeah. all right. Because I'm, I'm trying to imagine tall pepper plants. Okay, Rachel's walking through the pepper plants in the morning. She's got herself like, you know, a latte or something like that. And she hears something like, if you build it, it will come. And that, like, that's what I'm imagining in the backyard in Evergreen Park. So, so how many different kinds of peppers do you grow? Are all of them in your backyard or do you get some of them outsourced? We get, we ha- we do get some of them outsourced. Uh, what we do is uh, we grow... Uh, the most peppers that we need. Um, some some uh, peppers we uh, I'll actually grow at my parents' house. That's okay. in Evergreen Park. So also. your parents have a separate Evergreen Park location. Yes, correct. Where they have a field of peppers. No, not a field of <laughs> not a field of uh, dream dream peppers. Um, it, it has a couple areas. I where, never knew there were so many pepper fields. At sure, Evergreen Park. sure. Right. You throw you throw a couple of pepper plants here and there. Like you got to you, you know you got to put. Um, we're not like the, uh, you know, Russians invading Ukraine. Right. Uh, no. We're just, we're, 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 we'll put some peppers in some people's yards right. with them knowing about it. Yeah, you course. let people know you're coming. We pay right? rent. Yes. You pay rent. Yeah. The right. pepper plants You're not just rent. walking in telling them right. you're now part of Mother holes. Russia. Right. Okay. Right. All right. I get that. I understand it. So how many different hot sauces are you making? Uh, again, if I didn't mention it, Sid sauce. That you're making, we do. Okay. We do like uh, seventeen sauce, eighteen sauces, seventeen of them, like all year round. Like uh, there's one that's kind of like there's a crazy one. There's no, seventeen a, sauces. There's the one that you get out of control. It's like a limited release. You limit, put out. yeah. Well, just what the what's in it and stuff like that. Right. Peaches, peaches. Yeah, it's a peach sauce. Yeah. Is it hot? Yeah, it, it's got a nice flavor. Uh, it. Serpenter's Cobra Peach. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, the uh, the G.I. Joe guy. Well, that was the thing. Like, I I got the one that was the jalapeno, and it was Sergeant something. Sergeant Moonracer. Okay. 
That's uh, the and, green one. And there was a little army guy attached yes. to the top of the bottle, which my son thought was great. My six-year-old was like, I got another army guy. And he, right. like, he ran off with the staff it, sergeant. It's just advertising. We right. put the matchbox on the one uh, sauce. We put the army guy on the other. Yeah. You know, so the kids you will want the sauce. So you have to buy it so the kid gets a toy. Right. It's right. like a Happy Meal. It's like a Cracker Jack right. box. Right. Exactly. exactly. I love it. Okay. So the one that I had, that, that one, the staff sergeant. Yes. What's it called? Moon Racer. Moon, Moon Racer. Racer. I love it. That one had like a jalapeno base. Yes. And I bought this from you. I brought it home, Cinco de Mayo, throw it on top of the enchiladas that my wife made. Nice. She, she makes everything from scratch. So this was not a kit. So, okay. like, me pulling out a sauce, she gave me a look like, you're changing? You're changing what I make for you? Like, this was a big deal. And I popped it on the enchilada. My son, who's a big hot sauce fan, okay. we're going to have to get him to meet you guys at some point. Definitely. He, he, he puts it on his. We're sitting there eating it, and I'm like, from now on, with the enchiladas, we have to have this sauce. I mean, tell me a little bit about that one, because I know a lot about it. And my thing was flavor, a right. little bit of heat. We made a mistake and we didn't shake it ahead of time. Okay. So after we shook it, more heat. We were laughing about that. We we're like, hey, there's sure. no heat to this. And we shook it. We're like, oh, wait, there's heat. We're idiots. It said shake. And then we 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 put it on there. But tell me a little bit about that sauce. Well, of course, shake, shake, shake. Yeah, yeah. that's the song. But, uh, well, basically, that sauce is, um, it's yeah, jalapeno is in it. There's like garlic, lemon juice, lime juice. So these are like like the perfect things for like anything Mexican, like you know definitely. Um, I think that's what I told you. I was like, I wanted a hot sauce because I know right. a lot of them you put on exactly. wings or you put on something else, and and I was like, I want something for for Mexican food. Definitely. In my family, we just call it green sauce. Green sauce. It was uh, salad though. I mean, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. And and when you describe it to me. I always think to myself, well, that must be easy. He just says, hey, you put a little lime, you put a little lemon, you throw a little pepper in there. How difficult is it to make your own hot sauce? Because basically you've started an entire company. Right. In your backyard and then other people's backyards who you've invaded. Right. And you have them now helping you make your hot sauce. But this is a, this is interesting. I mean, this is like this is like you started, you probably started with like an idea to do one and now you got 16 or 17, whenever, whatever the date is on the calendar. And- and and you have multiple fields of of peppers in people's backyards. So tell me, how hard is it to make the sauce? Like, are you sitting in the kitchen, Rachel, and you're like making these with a big giant pot? Do you have like a? Do you come up with the recipe and have somebody produce it? How does it work? I have to go into the other room because otherwise the fumes really? of hot sauce. Right now I'm picturing something like Breaking Bad. Now now I've got Walter White. <laughs> In the back of a trailer, making hot sauce. That's what's in my mind. Exactly. What, exactly. <laughs> um, it, I know it depends. Rachel's over here is. saying science, and that's all she's saying. Like, that's what I'm picturing at this point. How hard it is to make the sauce depends <laughs> on what the sauce is. Okay. Grind up the crack rocks. And right. There we go. Exactly. Exactly. Some of the sauces, the batches, only make a limited amount. Right. Some of them, it makes a lot. How does somebody get Sid sauce? <laughs> well... They can they can um, contact us on Facebook. Right. Um, You're out of Evergreen Park. Yes. yes. So we, I, I can look up Sid Sauce on Facebook. Yes. Right. Right now you're not giving out like, you know, it's not like you have a storefront. You don't no. want people knocking on the door. That's the dream. You're not giving out tours. Like, like You're yet. not like a winery where they let you walk through the grapes. You're not letting people walk through the peppers in the backyard yet. No, no. You Eventually, can't step on the peppers. Not now. Rachel, what's your favorite here? My favorite is Maggie the Vampire Slayer. What makes that good? What does it taste like? 
It's a garlic sauce. Yeah, it's a garlic. It's a that garlic. the vampire thing. Uh-huh. It's a garlic uh-huh. hot sauce. It's with uh, cayenne peppers. It's a mild version maybe of put, it. There's maybe no, put this on like some wings or something no, like that. Oh no, yeah, yeah, you can marinate yeah. meats with it. You could do a, you could do a lot of different things like Mexican food. I put it on Chinese food, too. Anything that has garlic in it already is really good with it. Okay. All right. All right. Because, well, we do hear a lot of strange things, uh, what people put (laughs) hot sauce on anyway. I don't want... Listen, this is a PG show. Sure. Okay. We're not going to talk about all the places that people put hot sauce. When you walk the fields and (laughs) stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, when I come... some stories. I come... I want to come and walk the fields. That's what I'm going to do. I liked what you gave me. I was like, come over to the bar, sit down, have a couple of beers... Let's talk about this, and now I want to walk through the fields. Awesome. Appreciate that. Excellent. Thank you. Sid Sauce. Check them out on Facebook. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. About midweek last week, I stopped by over at Hyatt Home Medical Equipment, an Evergreen Park business that's been around for a while but did a big expansion, and they had their big grand reopening party, and they're still celebrating it. Customer Appreciation Week continues all this week through the 28th. If you don't know what Hyatt's all about, the whole thing is keeping you independent and in your home. People get older, people get injured. They provide everything from CPAP machines to specialized beds to railings to get in and out of the bathtub and big stuff like chair lifts and ramps outside of your home. And they're right here in Evergreen Park. They got a big showroom and they're here to help you. During this customer appreciation week, if you do a home access project valued at $5,000 or more, they're taking $500 off. Lift chairs, buy one, get one 50% off. Grab bars, buy three, get one free. 25% off bathroom aids. They work with your insurance company and they're right here whenever you have a question or problem or concern. Visit Hyatt Home Medical Equipment today, 3518 West 95th Street in Evergreen Park. It's now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street. And rather than just me doing it, I might as well just have the mayor sit back down because they've got a lot of things going on here in the village. She wants to talk to you about the Word on the Street brought to you by Cool Clouds Vapor Shop, another great business here in Evergreen Park. Quitting smoking is hard. They have the options for you. A full taster bar at Cool Clouds Vapor Shop. Check them out in person at 3837 West 95th Street or visit coolcloudsvapor.com. So what do you want to feature? What's going on in the EP? We have been working diligently to try and renovate several of our parks. The weather in the spring hasn't cooperated, so we're a little bit behind. But I'm happy to announce that we are putting the finishing touches on the renovations at Candy Cane Park on 99th Place. And so we are hoping by, um, knock on wood, by Memorial Day, we'll have that all ready to go. And then we are putting in a surprise small addition at at, uh, Duffy Park. We're going to be putting in a Gaga pit. What's a Gaga pit? Well, I'd never heard of it either, Chris, until I went to Southwest School, where they have one in their, uh, the school has one in the, their parking lot. And it's basically an enclosure that they play a game called Gaga, and it involves kicking the ball, but the ball never goes out because 
it's kind of a knee-high enclosure. I don't know the rules. I don't know anything about it, but it seems to be extremely popular. You know, the pandemic brought about some weird games. Pickleball, yeah. Gaga Pits. It's a, it's getting a little weird. It's all weird. good. Yeah. And then, and then after that, we'll move on to um, the installation of the other playgrounds we have planned or that we have at Kennedy Park and Veterans Park. We are also doing... Street repaving this summer. It'll be the second half of the summer, and it will be the area 95th to 99th, Central Park to Pulaski. So people will start getting notices in their mailbox, um, just letting them know um, some of the dates scheduled to begin mid-July. Is that something where you notice that there's a lot of damage in one area? Is there a rotation? Yeah, there's a rotation, and the the, uh, our, our village engineer has kind of monitored the rotation, and this was the next um, segment of the village on the rotation. We are switching our village hall hours. We're trying summer hours and we will open earlier during the week, but we will close on Saturday. Memorial Day through Labor Day um, will be open again for sure, right around sticker time. And then we'll reevaluate how things go. You know, with so much, we've been able to move a lot of our functions, you know, where people can do it online. And we're in the middle of a website design. And so we're going to have even more functionality for things online. And um, we surveyed our surrounding towns. And we were really the only one that was open on a regular basis on Saturday. And um, so I think it, I think this will, will work well for the public um, with us being open because there's always somebody standing outside Village Hall waiting for it to open yeah, yeah, in the morning. Always was, there always were weird hours. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I mean, like, there's like, and you can never tell. Like, sometimes it'd be like, okay, I'm going over there. Oh, wait, they're not open until noon or like at 10 this day. And then the next time right. it's like, they're open earlier this day. But you had the weekend hours. So, yeah, I mean, I have no problem with adjusting the hours if the, if, if I have a, if I'm not going to show up and be like, oh man, this is the day that they all come in late. So <laughs> I, I kind of, no, I kind of like that. We don't come in late. It's a, <laughs> it's a timely group of people. So, like I said, this is uh, summer hours. It's the first time we've tried this, so we're going to do it, and then we'll assess summer hours and see and see how it goes. Summer but hours. I think Look, it should the work. The mayor out. wants to have Saturdays off. You can't get mad at her then for that. Exactly. Okay? She wants her Saturday off. It's the summer That's for crying right. out loud. Yeah. And then I think you had Dan Doyle on to talk about. I did. All he's his doing art murals projects. and all these art projects. I kept waiting to see whether or not you were going to talk about that. He's he's he, he. I think if it were up to this guy, he'd have a mural. Everywhere in Evergreen yeah. Park. Yeah. Dan is an, an, a talented and enthusiastic guy. And he has really stepped up to offer his talents, um, you know, to our youth department. He's working through um, the youth department with Paisha. Um, we were able to apply for a grant for the supplies for the mural project. So we were we got a grant from um, Walmart for $2,000. And that's going to go a long way to doing that. It's going to be up at Veterans Park. He's got... Kind of a veterans theme, and um, I know if uh, he, I know he's doing a good job of recruiting, as is uh, Paisha. But if anybody listening has a, a kid who's interested in becoming part of that project, we'd love to have them. And you're redoing the center of 95th and Kedzie, right? Did that, I read yeah, that? You're gonna get the tree back there off. in the middle. Yeah. Any that, any plans to get the tree above the intersection during Christmas, or am I still the only guy holding out for that? I I'm missed gonna, that. I missed the tree that hung over uh, the center of the of Evergreen Park. I don't remember the tree. You, oh my gosh! Somebody get somebody get the mayor a picture of the tree that used all to right, hang over right. the I'll, center of ninety fifth and Kenzie. I'll, I'll take it under advisement. <laughs> um, and then we have been working diligently. I, I have to be a little bit cryptic with this, but we have been working diligently on um, a tenant to fill the Carson space. And um, I will be saying more as the summer goes on, but. 
keep your fingers crossed. Um, we're very hopeful and we're very, very confident that people are going to like what's there. Is this one that may have come out of the economic development thing or is this separate from that? Because you guys this, had that thing where yeah, people no. were like, what do you want in Evergreen Park? So interesting, it, um, it did not necessarily come out of that. We've been working on it um, for quite some time and the, the two overlapped. But as um, we got the results back and that could be another fascinating discussion one day about, about the survey results, spoiler alert, people want a brewery. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm working hard on it. You are working hard working on it. Okay. On Look, you're, I, I know you're working. I'm about to open a brewery for you. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 would, I, lo- I would love a brewery, <laughs> but um, it, in the list, you know, in the category of things that people really want, this would fulfill one of those needs. So you're excited. I'm excited. I can tell you're excited. Like you want to talk about it. As soon as the microphones go off, I'm going to ask you about it. You know that, right? And then I'm going to promise not to tell anybody. Uh, That's not how it works. (laughs) Mayor Kelly Burke down here. I appreciate you stopping by all the time. And uh, I can't wait to talk to you again. Thanks, Chris. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at theeppodcast.com.